Welcome to We Live on a Planet. It's January 18th, 2019. This is episode 314. I'm your host, Patrick. Thanks for joining me. Currently here in upstate New York, it's 25 degrees. Feels like it's 15. Highs are going to be about 34 degrees Fahrenheit in the fine city of Oswego, New York, right on the lake shores of Lake Ontario. Winds are blowing gently out of the southeast at 9 miles per hour. I don't know if 9 is gentle, but it's better than we've had some winds that have been whipping around 20 miles per hour. So I live up on a hill here on East 5th Street in Oswego. I almost said Syracuse. I don't live in Syracuse. Syracuse is the big city near me, about uh, about 40 minutes south of Oswego. Speaking of Oswego and my home here, if you follow the show, you know I talked a little bit about the house next to me being taken down. It's down. It took them two days to get it down to the ground. Now it's going to take them maybe about three days or so to get rid of the debris. It was pretty depressing, actually, because the guy that was living in the house had to be taken out of the house. And he was an old guy, just like a hermit type guy. He never hurted any, hurted anybody. He never hurt anyone. Gosh, can we, can I speak? And he just kept to himself, but he was getting old. He had some health issues. He wasn't showing up to uh, this local diner that he went to all the time. And so they did a, a wellness check on him and they found him in the house, almost unresponsive. They took him out and nobody's seen him since. So the house just stayed abandoned for about a year and a half. And the roof started caving in on itself and every animal in the neighborhood was going in the top of the roof, a hole in the roof and living in it. And the house was just chucked right full to the top of stuff. He was basically a hoarder, but also didn't have garbage removal. So it was full of garbage and trash and it was crazy though because the windows are all closed in our house the doors are all closed as soon as they broke the back of that house open and exposed it all of a sudden my wife and I just looked and I was like holy shit do you smell that the smell in the air was horrific it smelled of just old and I can't even explain it all I thought was, thank goodness they're doing it right now in the wintertime instead of in the summer when it's hot. Windows have to be open. The smell, it just, oh, it was terrible. But it was depressing in that sense that since all, since he didn't move out, everything that he owned for 50 plus years or so that he'd been in that house was in there still and nothing got taken out. And so when they're ripping it open, you can see old black and white photos on the walls and personal items spewing about. And it just, it, it was, it was kind of depressing to see that. And I'm, I'm happy that the house is gone because the house was, it was a hazard. It really was a hazard, but it makes me sad to know that somebody is not there, that he's not there. You know, I just, I feel, feel bad for, for the man in that sense and all of his, just everything that you like, and I don't know, but you know, material things aren't, it's not the things, it's not material things. Brings me to our quote. If you ever find happiness by hunting for it, you will find it as the old woman did her lost spectacles on her nose all the time. Yeah. Josh Billings. Don't worry about a thing. Everything's going to be all right. 
Stick around when we come back. We'll find out something from Google. I'm feeling curious and find out what our random fact is for the day. Then we'll head on over to History Channel's website and all that good stuff that we normally do. I'll open up the phone lines to you guys. All that and much more when we come back. All right, are you ready? We're going to learn today. I'm at Google and I typed in, I'm feeling curious, and this is what I got. How did Mark Twain get his name? Well, most of you know the name, the real name of Mark Twain is Samuel Longhorn Clemens. But when he began to write, he chose the nom de plume or pen name of Mark Twain. Mark Twain is a riverboat term, meaning two fathoms or 12 feet in depth. Mark means measure. Twain means two. Did you know that? I did not know that. I knew that his name was really Samuel Clemens, but I did not know that Mark Twain was a riverboat term. Huh. The more we know. Pretty interesting. Speaking of knowing things, guess what? I, (laughs) well, you don't know, but I'm going to tell you right now, you're getting a double dose of We Live on a Planet today. Because obviously I'm doing my morning show right now because you're listening to it. It's the morning show. But I'm doing my interview this evening with writer Alex Carl of the movie Camp Coldbrook. And I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. We were going to record our interview yesterday afternoon. And I had his phone number. And all I thought I'd have to do with Anchor was have him in my contacts and call him up and be able to start recording. And unfortunately, we ran into a couple snafus and he had to download the app, which I knew he had to, but I didn't think he would have to set himself up with a podcast and he had to set himself up with a podcast. And so by the time we got all done and everything and ready to do our interview, he had to go to a meeting and that happened. So I think it happened for a reason though. Maybe it just meant that the interview wasn't supposed to happen yesterday afternoon and to be this morning my morning show, maybe just being the interview type and that we're talking about a scary movie, it will fit in better that it's in the evening time anyways. Who knows when you listen to We Live on a Planet anyways. Maybe you plan on listening in the evening to my show all the time anyways. But instead of being bummed out about it or anything, I fi- I'm trying to find the happiness in it and find that it was meant to be this way. And I'm really looking forward to talking with him and finding out all the process that goes into writing a Hollywood movie. So that would be a lot of fun. All right, let's uh, head on over to the History Channel's website, find out what happened on this day, January 18th in history. We'll be right back. All right, let's learn something about history today. We just learned something from Google, and I think that it was kind of cool that Google gave me something about a writer when I'm going to be doing an interview with a writer this evening. How, how fortuitous. All right, here we go. I'm just going to give you the potpourri. There's a lot of stuff that you can learn. We'll just, we'll just skim. On this day in Paris, France, some of the most powerful people in the world meet to begin the long, complicated negotiations that would officially mark the end of World War I. That's in 1919. Here in the city of Oswego, we have our ties to plenty of the wars from the Revolutionary War, the French and Indian War, War of 1812, World War I, World War II. In World War I time, uh, Fort Ontario had the largest post-hospital at the time. 
And then in World War II, we're the only place to house refugees escaping Nazi Germany. Please Google Fort Ontario, find out some facts about it. And also Google the picture that it's a star-shaped fort of a Vauban, a Frenchman designed of the fort. And it is a star shape and it looks really, really nifty. All right, what else do we have? In 1975, oh, Barry Manilow's first number one pop hit, Mandy. Wow, that seems so long ago now when I hear that song. In 75, I remember Barry Manilow and the Copa, Copa Cabana. Okay, <laughs> that's not sing. 1778. The English explorer Captain James Cook becomes the first European to discover the Hawaiian Islands when he sails past the island of Oahu. Hawaii is beautiful. Beautiful. 2009, GM auctions off historic cars. On this day marks the final week-long auction in which auto giant General Motors sells off historic cars from the Heritage Collection. GM sold around 200 vehicles at the Scottsdale auction including a 1996 Buick Blackhawk concept car for 522000 and some change. Man, who has that kind of money? Whenever I hear that kind of... We've talked before about Bugattis and just to have a, a oil change on a Bugatti is 15 some odd thousand. Insane. There's that kind of money out here in the world. 1958, NHL is integra integrated. Man, can I say that? Integrated. In 1958, hockey player Willie O'Ree of the Boston Bruin takes to the ice for the for a game against the Montreal Canadiens, becoming the first black in the first black to play in the National Hockey League. Holy cow! Can I? I cannot speak. All kinds of stuff happened on this day. 1985, the Coen Brothers released a debut debut film. Blood Simple. The Coen Brothers are very, very popular now, but I have never heard of that movie, Blood Simple. Never heard of it. But they ended up uh, going on to writing all kinds of popular movies. Raising Arizona, how awesome that was. Nicolas Cage was so good in that movie. Fargo, The Big Lebowski, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? All kinds of stuff. Those guys ended up becoming really, really, really famous. That blood simple. I gotta have to look up blood simple. All right, that was cool. That was fun. We learned a little bit about history. Now let's learn a word of the day. You didn't know this was going to be a learning lesson stopping over. We live on a planet, unless it's not your first time. If it's your first time, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Tell a friend. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm at word of the day. And I want to strengthen our vocabulary together. I think that's good to to strengthen our vocabulary. And here we go. Here's the word. Emphatically. Emphatically. In a forceful way. Here's, a, here's an example. Toward the end of the song, when I emphatically sang the last chorus, Sarah finally opened her door and quickly dragged me inside. Here's, a, here's another example. Towards the end of my show, when I emphatically asked my listeners to tune in to We Live on a Planet, they quickly tuned in. Is that right? I don't know. Tune in tonight to hear my episode with Alex Carl, writer of Camp Colebrook. I know I've said it more than once, but I'm excited about it. And I really don't want you to miss 
out on on it. So tell a friend. Maybe it's your first time listening to the show. If it is, thank you. Welcome. If you want to be a part of the show, you can contact me. If you're using the Anchor app, it's really easy. You just push that little message button. If you are listening through another podcast provider, such as my sponsor, Pocket Cast, you can contact me at my website, WLOAP.com. There's a little phone icon. Tap that icon. You can leave me a voicemail and I can play it right on the air. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, Patrick, what's good, man? Wanted to talk to you about something. DC Comics and their animated film division has recently come out with a couple of film adaptations of two iconic... It, well, it's all one big story arc. Uh, it's basically the death of Superman and the reign of the Superman, and it happened around 93 originally, but they said it in the universe before, which was the New 52 universe. And because they had to modernize it and the films are really, really good. Of course, they took some liberties. But my question is, do you remember that storyline and what was going on culturally? Do you have any memories of the time where, you know, it was like 93 and Superman was killed and nobody, nobody, at least I I was about nine years old and I couldn't even fathom somebody or something killing Superman. Do you have any memories of that uh, story arc? Let me know. Ah, 1993, the death of Superman. Yes, I remember. I do remember. I remember that people, at the time, comics were really not that popular. They were just kind of falling at the wayside. You still had your car, your core, hardcore um, comic people, but they were really not doing that great. And people didn't realize at the end of that series that Superman was revived. So it just, it went all over the news, even like on the front page of Newsweek, the death of Superman. And then it it sparked this interest. And all of a sudden it's like, people care. Yeah, they care. They, it's like, you can't kill Superman. So I remember that Peter. I do. I remember, I remember a lot from 93. I was 23 years old. And one of the things that I remember most in 93 was Waco, Texas with the branch Davinians. And, uh, yeah, with David Koresh, that was one of the things I really remember, but, but yeah, death of Superman, that's, you know, it's weird how these guys decide to write something, not knowing that it's going to blow up the way it does. And it blows up and it turns comics popular again. And now we know where we are with, with comics and superheroes and the Marvel universe and the DC universe. And they just keep making more and coming out with better and better. So yeah, it's cool. So awesome. Thank you, Peter, for calling in. That's Peter McHugh. Find Peter McHugh story time with Peter anywhere podcasts can be found. Thanks for calling in. And speaking of calling in, and we just said Superman. I can't do this yeah, I can't. I'm no Superman. So if you want to be a part of the show, contact me. I can't do this all by myself and I need you. I really do. So contact me if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or you just want to call in and say hi. I would love to hear from you. All right, make sure you tune in tonight. I emphatically ask you to my episode 315 with writer Alex Carl of Camp Colebrook. 
Thanks for your time today. Do your best today to stay curious and not judgmental the best you can. Thanks again for your time. Peace, my friends.